Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena. So excited that you're joining us today for another Q&A episode. We have Justin on with us. Hello, Justin. Hello, Elena. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. I'm excited to dive into another topic today. Do you guys have snow up there in Pennsylvania? We have a lot of snow still on the ground. We had a pretty big snowstorm come through this weekend. I don't know the exact number of inches, but it's pretty deep out there. So I have been staying out of the, of the grass and of the snow. Did the dogs like it? The dogs do like it. Brody is a Southern boy. So he gets super, super like dry skin when he's out in the snow. So I have to keep yelling at him, but he does love the snow. They love to play in the snow, but now they're getting older. So Lily's 11, Brody's six. So after they're out there for a good five, 10 minutes, they're begging to come back in and I don't go out of it. So they're on their own. Yeah. That's uh, that's like all of us. The older we get, the the less amount of time we can play in the snow. It feels exactly. like. Exactly. I feel like when I lived in Georgia, we would, you know, just pray for a snow day. And now that I live here, it's so normal. I'm like, not again. It's pretty, yeah. but I don't like to deal with it. I agree. I agree. I, I love the snow. And in Colorado, we, it's great because we get it and it melts in a couple of days, at least where we are in Littleton. And so it's nothing crazy. We don't have to put up with it at length. Even when we do get dumped on, it's usually gone in a very short period of time. We're on the East Coast. When we live there, it just stays yep. for like ever. Yep. It snowed on Friday and Saturday and we still have all of the snow on the ground. The roads are better so I can drive, but it's still icy in some spots because it's so cold here. So it just hasn't gone away. So we still have plenty of days to build a snowman if I have a change of heart. I know. I think it's awesome. I think one of the things if when you have children, just the snow and being able to play in the snow and sledding, is just such an experience and a bonding time and a, a chance to sort of push on fears and stuff and just do something with family. And like you said, when you have kids, you're out there whether you want to be or not, because they're looking to be out there and it's fun and you want to have the experience. And I think it's just, cool ways in which we lead as family members that we don't realize and right there as an opportunity is to to build memories and to lead as a family and and do something as adventurous you know I can still remember all the sledding growing up with my parents and family and kids and pulling the sleds behind the four-wheelers or ATVs for all the individuals who call them that Um, but I don't know it was um, it's interesting because it's cold and I don't like being cold but sort of being cold and all together um you know days off of school I don't think they do that anymore now that there's remote education day off of school means you learn from home exactly and so I don't know I mean the nostalgia and the, the bonding and the time together I think it's probably all gone so um it's just like when we used to walk uphill both directions to go to school oh no that wasn't my generation so 
never happened. We drove to school for sure. Yeah, it's and, just crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy how yeah. things change. And I have to enjoy my last season of snow not having to be outside because the baby will be here probably well no he's born in the summer so the next next fall next winter he'll be here wanting to go outside so then i'll have to suck yeah. it up but for now i'll watch from inside the window and we haven't asked the question yet but i think it's important i mean we only get so many summers in a lifetime and only so many summers to watch our children grow before they come adults and they have their own summers with their children and so on and so forth so um, you know, I think it's just something like for me, I mean, I'm a, an extremely empathic person and empathetic and I feel a lot of feelings and I'm extremely emotional and I really truly believe in people's potential as like my main thing is how do I get the most potential out of people and get them to believe in themselves so they too, um, can achieve excellence in their potential. But I think, part of it is realizing that we only have so many seasons and only so much time. And it's not because I want mortality to be a focus, but more or less that we have to make the most of our time as humans and as leaders, like the impacts we make in the, t the decisions we make with our time. It's just so important that it covers so much as possible as we can within those decisions. It's very strategic and it's, and it's, um, I think women are just better at this by organizing a family and getting everyone around a calendar and making sure everyone's constantly moving forward for greatness. But I think as the male counterpart, and I'm being biased um, here, we often get lost in it and we're so busy growing up and keep growing and making sure whatever we're doing, or even the female in some cases, um, if they're also working, everyone sort of gets lost and we're all trying to grow the kids, but we don't grow ourselves you know, um, so I gave two different examples there. Maybe it's the other one, maybe it's a stay at home dad. I, you know, I have friends that are stay at home dads now and it's the opposite. So no gender thing there. If I tripped over myself, I didn't mean to, but what I am saying is <clears throat> you have to take this time. If I'm going to spend time with my kids, I got to focus on that and maximize it. What are the lessons I'm learning? What are the activities? What's the adventure? What's the exposure? Um, you know, what are those things to, so they're better prepared because while we want everyone to enjoy life and be comfortable and have a really comfortable life, it's just not realistic. And because we're comfortable in society now and we're experienced, it doesn't mean the next generation's going to get the same effort or the same ability. You know, we talk about climate differences and stuff like that. It's not just what humans did or haven't done. It's a lot about that that's just the way it is. And over 150,000 years as homo sapiens, we've had to deal with different weather patterns and food problems and getting too big in populations and downsizing and so on and so forth. So we don't know what's going to happen. I'm not trying to make everyone down, but we want to give our children the ability to adapt and be the best leaders and have the best skill set as possible for whatever that looks like. So <clears throat> I think it's a good segue. Um, for all this since we talked about snow and outside and living the moments and the lack of now time being able to spend with your kids sledding if you had off work and your kids had off school we're now remote so you don't get that bonding time <clears throat> but um what's the question elena the question for today is what is the importance of earning it in leadership <clears throat> so i think we just i mean really <clears throat> we're just talking about it right like it's 
we have a finite amount of time. And while 100 years or 80 years is a long time when you're living minute by minute and when you're long that young, that seems like you have a lifetime to get it and you should enjoy yourself now. But the weirdest thing is like you truly don't enjoy things. I know in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'm enjoying it. I'm having the time of my life. But there's so many worries. There's so many things. You have a future and a family and whatever. But like, here's the thing about earning it starting from day one. If there's any young entrepreneurs out there or any leaders in the making is you want to start as soon as possible because you want to be able to build that over a lifetime. And I'm not saying you can't start any time. And some of you will be better off based on life experience to compound your leadership skills more than others, just the way it is. But what I am saying is once you focus on it and you do it with intent um, and you make sure that you're facing mental toughness versus running away from it, um, there'll be greatness and you start earning things. So one of the things I want to talk about is we often hear a lot about like the hunter forgers right now in society. And I'm going to get back to earning it, but I'm going to go on a tangent. But what we don't realize is no one wanted to be a hunter gatherer, right? Like there were only like 8 million people ish on in the world during the hunter gathering times. And, you know, there was high mortality rates amongst children. And so while we did live 60 to 80 years old, maybe the problem is we had a lot of children die, you know, possibly two out of every three. You know, so if you made it out of childhood, you would have a long, good life because you had the body to do it, the, the skills, the immunities, whatever. But it just meant making it out of those childhood years. Right. But then you have the Industrial Revolution and we do everything. Um, we change. And let me explain what I'm talking about here and why earning it is so important and why what we're experiencing right now in society is so important. And we're on a precipice to make a difference and earn our way to a better world is throughout human history, we've just, we've consumed, we've extinct animals, plants, like that's just the way it is. It's the fact of life. Okay. But by being hunter gatherers before we concentrated so much on over consuming and farming and all that, we ran around and we were, we had to live off the land. We were extremely strong. We were mobile. We were whatever. It was a horrible way of life, but us as individual humans who survived, we were stronger than we were now. We were bigger than we were now. We were probably more intelligent than we were now. We knew more about our environment and the animals and the plants around us, whether they killed us, whether they poisoned us, whether whatever. Okay. We earned that over centuries. But then we went into the agricultural revolution and those things didn't become taught to us anymore. And we didn't need to use our physical bodies as much. And so therefore it is very possible that amongst all of this, that if we don't, you know, take action and earning our way through life, that means exercise, that means expanding our brains again, that means constantly becoming intellectual so we can constantly evolve as humans, it's possible that you de-evolve as a species as well. And, you know, junk science or whatever anyone wants to call it, there is a thing in there why everyone talks about hunter-gatherers and why they were stronger and why they were bigger and how did they earn it. They had a biodiversified diet. They didn't eat the same thing day to day because they couldn't. They had to follow their animals. They had to make sure they didn't over-extinct a population. I'm not saying we should do that now, but what they earned was a way of living within their means. And it's why everyone talks about paleo and all that stuff. It's the era's stone age but it's more like a wood age wooden age because they use wooden weapons 
But during that time, we had to earn everything. We had to earn our survival. We had to earn our way around. And if we didn't learn something and we didn't do something, it cost us dearly, okay? In today's world, it doesn't matter if we earn it or not. Our mediocrity, our lack of ambition, our ability to not do anything or grow or push our children to be better, we can just fall into society because the agricultural revolution and the industrial revolution have basically allowed us just to be beings. Like we are just beings. We're not actually living in the forming sense of the word that I would argue. Yes, we're going through the motions. Yes, we're, we're doing things every day, but we're doing it in a very different world. And the way that we earn our life is not necessarily true. Like we're looking for governments to give it to us. We're looking for someone else to do it. We think we blame other people. We're, we're doing crazy things like allowing things that we built over hundreds, if not thousands of years to be broken down in a single day, which breaks down civilizations and societies. So what am I talking about earning it? Leadership is earned. The, the getting a better paycheck is earned. You know, people come in and whatever, if you just give me, you know, $2 more out per hour, I'll really run that machine hard. Well, one, you should already run that machine hard. And two, I should be giving you a $2 raise because you work so hard and I should be giving you more responsibilities. That's earning it. Earning it is not in the future. It's not an O2. I don't pay you in advance to go earn something. You earn it and then you get paid for it. Every athlete in the world who's a professional athlete that makes millions of dollars, they kept proving themselves to people proving themselves to people, proving themselves to themselves, proving themselves, and they earned it along the way, and then they got $25 million. But along the way, they were poor performers, they were bad, they had, but they had to earn it through going the steps, and eventually 18, 22 years of life of earning their way through it, they get paid millions of dollars. Some, some are kids in Europe that play soccer, and, or tennis players, or even Formula One racers now are coming out pretty young, you know, 18 years old. So <clears throat> the thing is, is how do you earn it? You've got to go put in the time and you've got to put your head down and you've got to not expect the reward for a long time, for at least five years. It's going to take putting your head down in a job, in a career, in a community, in wherever to make a difference. Um, but it's also going to take um, not only you doing it. So um, I'll pause there, Elena, just because I've talked for a while. I mean, what are your thoughts on earning it and it versus, I mean, what people's expectations are nowadays, which is um, entitlement and it should be given. So I guess that's the topic. Yeah, I think, you know, entitlement is a big topic, especially when I think on another episode, I have to pull up the title. We talked about family businesses a little bit and kind of going into, you know, your family business versus uh, building something yourself and just kind of the differences of that. I'll have to pull that episode title because I think it goes along with what we're sharing here. But I think no matter how you're introduced to a company or a role or a position, whether it's something you build from the ground up or something that you are born into and you decide to go into the family business, I think, you know, earning it in terms of leadership is the same for everyone because no one is born a leader 
that is super incredible and admired and all of these things, right? You have to work at it. And I think when you are in a leadership position, no matter how you got there, it does take time and effort to continue to build on those characteristics and, you know, the quality of the leadership that you provide for others. So I think, you know, if we're comparing the two, I would say it's not fair just to say, oh, they were born into, you know, the family business and born successful and all that. I don't think that's necessarily true. Obviously there's examples of, of both ways, but I think it, it does take work and effort for people to continue to develop in leadership. And maybe you can speak on that a little more because I know you uh, have shared before that you work with a lot of family and, and just kind of like what's that had been like for you? I mean, so something at Food Service Partners is I think almost everyone in the company, I mean, except for Angelo and Bob and they started the company, Steve, who came in as an operations person um, and had worked with Angelo and started from the bottom at Cater Air and Marriott back in the day with my dad. Um, I think everyone else starts at the bottom. And even if it's in a new position, like we built a marketing department, you guys have sort of had to start at a coordinator position um, and earn your way up. So it's not necessarily everyone needs to start off in the kitchen in the back. I think having the kitchen experience is certainly part of it in, in my, my case. Um, but when it comes to family, if everyone's given the same standard and has to earn their way, there's nothing that's been given. And certainly for me in working with my father, one of the things that he made sure is it never looked like I was given anything. I think in, in doing so, he was harder on me than everyone else which is unfortunately being in a family business. I hate it. And I wish he wasn't to piss me off. Even when he was a, my soccer coach before I went to better teams and, and on and stuff like that, and got to go to Europe and play soccer in summers and stuff like that. I, um, it, he was always harder on me because he won he didn't want it to look like he was favoring me, but two, it, I had to be harder. It for me, for me not to be privileged, for me to not think I was special because I was his son. Um, and there wasn't just some God given right or whatever term you want to do it, um, that I had to earn it. He, he could give it to me all day long, but if I never earned it, it didn't really mean much. They were never going to follow. And so that's how we've done with family. I mean, it's, it's argument. A lot of people avoid family and family businesses and don't want to do it, but you, you, you're fair to everyone. And if they don't make it, they don't make it. And they do, they do. There's some people that have come in family members that have made it. And there's some that haven't made it and some that have left. And it's about 50, 50 right now. We've had about 50% of the members that didn't make it and couldn't keep up and went on to do other things. And we have about 50% that are still here, you know, so um, in some way, shape or form, and we have new family members that join. Um, the key is if you're at food service partners or better with bacon fat or grown strong or primal rock, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, here's what most leaders don't understand. I don't think at least in today's world, is we've spent so much time behind a phone or behind a computer or getting educated that we're so knowledge heavy that we lack experience and exposure. And those are the first three basics of leadership, in my opinion. You need ex education, you need experience, and you need exposure to the world. 
the big world, you know, and exposure to the way the world works and the way businesses work. If you're going to do that or communities or government or whatever, it's important. It's not just the experience in it. It's exposure to the way the world works. So you can be a leader initially. But if you're so education heavy, you're not going to earn it. People come in, they have all this book smarts and you can spit out a book these days and you have so much information at your fingertips. Um, and I'm not saying you should read and keep being educated in a book, but we often get so reliant on our education. We forget about the other two. And there's a lot more than those three ultimately, but those are the three basics that you have to build a foundation on to even get to the rest, you know? So how do I see it that you've got to develop those skills if they're not already there, if they're education heavy, you've got to expose them. You've got to encourage exposure to the world and you've got to give them experience. Um, and that experience means not always helping them. That means putting them in uncomfortable situations. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, you got to be willing to lose a little bit of margins here and there to educate someone and allow them to make a mistake a controlled area so the mistake's not too big if it happens but if you're inefficient or something one day while they're learning it's just it is what it is you want them to learn and the best way to learn is get the experience i can educate 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 teach them teach them teach them but until they get the experience of that loss or they feel that loss they're not going to know what it's like to avoid and I know you want to set everyone up to win, but feeling a loss is winning. Giving everyone a trophy does not help them feel losses in order for them to turn around and make it a win. So earning it is about learning, learning from your mistakes, learning from moving forward, but earning it is the experience part. And we can talk about it more, but earning it is also, and here's the biggest part about earning it is other people in your organization or if you're an entrepreneur or a leader other people see you earning it or have seen you earning it over a lifetime or whenever you start decided to start doing it or they've noticed the change since you start doing it and people aren't going to wow you until they see a change in like three or five years like people are just like they'll compliment you at first oh god it looks like you lose weight but over the long run, if you want real appreciation, you want people to really mean what you say, you have to do it over a long run. Someone may be like, oh, yeah, you lose weight. That's an immediate. They don't really think you're going to keep it off. It's just a thing. You want to prove to them you can really keep it off, do it over a long run. I just use weight because it's exercise, doing reps, watching what you eat. That foundation right there is the same as anything else in your life. You have structure. You have discipline and it takes time. You have the discipline to be a leader, to do the things that I'm telling you, to go get experience, exposure, and education. But you then also have the ability to give it to someone else. So earning it means that you are earning the badge so someone else believes you, that you've been through it and um, they can get through it too. That's why it's important to earn it. Education is just like you're saying what someone else told you, but you didn't really go through it. And people see through that. So earning it, two forms. One, you got to go through it because you need, you you know, as we were like, why should I do it? Why won't you just tell me? You need to have the dignity and you need to have the dignity to go through it. And I'm not going to rob you of the dignity of the respect and the loyalty you'll get of the men and women you lead by pushing you through it or pulling you through it or whatever whatever it is, depending on the person. Um, I tried to not do either. I try to be going so fast in the vision that people get sucked in the vacuum um, through inspiration and motivation. 
but honestly, every once in a while, and when you start a new location like Milledgeville, you just have to go back to the basics and build the motivation and inspiration. So with a group of people, so then they're in the vacuum. So anyone new that comes into the vacuum that I'm talking about gets into it. But first, you know, there are building blocks and I had to go earn it every time. I've had to go work in the kitchen at every new facility to earn respect from the employees. Even all these years later, even as the owner or one of the owners, depending on the business and, um, and as a person that's worked there 24 years, I still end up cutting fat back for ramen and I still end up covered in blood from beef blood for helping defrost and work extra hours during COVID because we're short staffed because COVID is running around and we have employees out, but we never miss a delivery. You know, that's our goal, never miss a delivery. So um, that means that even in these times where deliveries are being missed, I'm there. Um, everyone else is missing delivery. We've adjusted new location, bad situation, and why we've missed some um, in Milledgeville. Um, we're not, we're getting on a path to fix it, but the world's crazy. So what does that mean? It means that if I have time, it's my most valuable resource. How can I make the most impact? Everyone's like, oh, you can't make the most impact by going and working on a Saturday. Oh yeah, I can. Everyone sees it. All the employees see it. They see that I'm earning the dollars along with them. You know, I'm not afraid to, I'm not afraid to be covered in cow blood or smell like it, but that's what a leader does. You know, they talk about eaters eat, leaders eating last, but true leaders, while they choose when they lead and protect the leadership, so it keeps the integrity of the leadership position, there's also a time where you have to go do it with them. You know, so it's a tough situation. Um, and often earning it means we've got to change our peer groups. Um, it means we even need to distance some family members and we need to disassociate from some things that we're doing or some people. I use the word disassociate because um, it is a term. And we, some people think it's a bad thing, but it can also be used as a good thing to protect us. Um, it also can be used as something when we understand how to use it properly that can help us as athletes, as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as whatever we are, uh, managers, um, use disassociation to help manage our situations, life, and help other people use disassociation to stay focused on their purpose and their goals and earning it. And going out with purpose and earning it allows you to naturally start disassociating things that aren't going to lead you to your goals. That's why vision boards are important. What are you trying to earn? What am I aiming for when I'm earning it? What does that look like? So it's not, I talk about earning it. It means just starting, do it. If you're an entrepreneur, what are you waiting for? Just start. I know you need more knowledge. The knowledge isn't the only part. Go get the experience and the exposure. And so, um, I think that that's what earning it is. I'm, and from a family business, like I said, it's just, it has to be equal for everyone. And then everyone's earning it. And if a family member really cares and is really dedicated to the business and gets what it means to be an owner of the business, meaning like times are tough, you're not getting paid as the owner. 
you know, you're actually putting more money in the business often and loaning it to it. And while your situation as the owner may be always financially stable, the business is not always going to be in this case, or the thing you're leading is not always going to be stable, or there's going to be government uprises and wars in foreign countries and starvation and malnutrition if you're in communities. So it's just, it, these things aren't never going to happen in human history. We keep trying to protect ourselves from everything, but the more we sort of strap down and try to control everything um, and not work with our environment and work with our surroundings. I'm not saying don't build houses. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying we just need to look at it more altruistically. So, um, and, and here's the other thing that I, that I've done and we'll talk about earning it is every leader that I've seen that's led over a lifetime, that's truly um, made greatness over a lifetime. And this is a perfect time. We have a lot of old politicians in the world right now, across the world. And in the era that we're in, it is a weird thing because out of the greatest quote unquote generations of World War II and all the hardship and all that came this desire for peace and comfort because of what they exposed to. But in that desire for peace and comfort became more depression, more suicide, more lack of purpose, more whatever, because humans, we were never meant to be comfortable. We're meant to grow. We're meant, our, we are not the same species as every other animal on the planet. Yes, we are part of the animal kingdom, but our purpose and our goals because of our brain and the way we interact in one another has to be greater. And when we, it, our entire 150,000 years of life has been survival, we need to think about what that really means and what that purpose is. Because while we're surviving and feeding everyone, we're not talking about our survival. And so surviving is one thing, but survival is something else. So if we want survival, we're going to have to have leaders and people that know how to earn what survival is because we don't know what it is anymore. And I'm, I, I hate to say, it cause everyone's like, Oh, we're so much smarter. Look at our cars and look at our whatever. No, we just figured out how to narrow people's focus enough where they become so specialized that we build great things. But on an individual human level, we're not smarter on a, group of humans as a collective yeah of course we have more knowledge compounded over generations through books and stuff that we can lead off of we can learn from another person's brain now so collectively yes but in the amount of information we collect in our own brain and way we deal with life and defend ourselves or gosh could any of us even run from a lion right now and i'm not saying we should but we should be in physical condition that what we were meant to do and what we were meant to do is fight or flight. So I'm not saying go do it. I'm saying build your body to be in flight or flight mode, not because it, I want you to have anxiety, but because your body needs to earn it. It needs to earn its purpose. It knows its function. Go let it earn it. And you need to play the trick on it, on the body that we're still animals. And it needs to be done through routine and needs to be earned and you becoming more muscular and expanding your brain and passing it on to your kids and them passing it on those type of cultural changes and, um, and large changes, exercise, putting that in, that does make a difference over generations. Kids become better athletes compoundingly. 
from the knowledge of a previous one to the exercise to the genetics preparing guys we've done it with farm animals all this time we domesticate them and they we see genetically that we can tweak which direction it is we know also that a whale's nose moved from the front of its face all the way up to the top of its head because it went from the land to the ocean right so we can evolve we are humans we can choose how we evolve that's the beauty of it and we can do it in a natural way without science and robotics but like i said none of us have ever died a natural death in a long time it's never happened in thousands of years like we make sure we don't die naturally maybe childbirth is a natural way but i don't even know if that was considered anymore because we do drugs we do medicine we do food and we've been doing it for a long time so maybe not a thousand years or a few thousand i could be wrong but we need to earn our way back we need to earn our ability to live in the world we need to earn our work we need to know what it's like to earn money we need to know what it's like to then earn making a difference what does it take to make a difference like really earn it not just tweet about it not just write about it what does it mean to earn it to go out and do it what are the problem patients because everyone has an opinion this is my favorite part about the modern world is there's so many people out there talking but most of these people you're behind a phone i don't see you out there doing it why isn't the picture if you're talking about there out there you doing it it makes no sense. And we as humans, the collective stupidity, when I talk about we're collectively, you know, more intelligent, where we, what we aren't more collectively when we're together is we don't ask why are all of us attracted to this? Could this be bad? I would say a bunch of bees being attracted to something that's going to kill them. They're attracted to it. They think it's good, good for bees, good for bees. Then it kills them. Birds and windows would be a great one. Oh, freedom. I'm going to fly to the window, fly to the window, freedom. Gonk the window. The intent is good. You know, birds do it. They fly in flocks sometimes to disaster, fly into airplane wings, into motors. I don't know. Just saying. Our intent as animals is not always the best. And when we group think, it's great that we move society forward. But the point of individualism thinking is to give a check and balance between the group. And that's also earning it. Earning it is questioning the group. Earning it and being a leader means you stick out and you're always questioning what's going on. People may be frustrated with you, they may not like you, but if it doesn't feel right, it's okay to question, it's okay to admit you were wrong to question, you're just checking. You wanna make sure it's okay. So earning it is, I don't know. Well, I went off on a tangent there, but I think earning it, if you don't go out and do it and you're not willing to do it, um, you're never going to get it. And if you're a kid coming out of school and you come out and you're negotiating jobs and stuff like that, I really think you need to think about how are you going to go earn it? Whether you're doing a side hustle also, or you're building a personal brand also, your life has to be very focused on how tying everything together from day one. And I would have had leaps and bounds in my life if someone would have just explained to me um, that every action I had should be tied to the very things that I want. And in the chaos of it all, we make decisions on fun or food or whims 
that will never get us to our goals and our dreams. But we do it because in the moment we feel we we find comfort in it or happiness or joy. And I'm not saying not to do that or with our kids, but if we want long-term happiness, earning it and building the habits over a long time is really important. And here's the thing at food service partners. I don't like anyone could come in the door at any day and tell me how to do it better than I do it. People do all the time. Clients, people that work at food service partners, new employees, but here's the thing, like, I'm never going to believe you if you don't go earn it and learn the business first, because you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea how this business runs. You know, you want to change it. Great. I want you to for the better, but you've got to go earn it first. I'm not just going to trust your education because I get it. The education is full of models and scenarios, but no scenario or model is real until you're living it. And you have to make the decisions in, in order to keep making decisions, you have to have experience. And let me tell you, and it's true for me because I had to learn it this way. And it's true through everyone I go through management is if you're not willing to earn it and learn and become better at your job, you're never going to survive. Like at least in this organization and you're never going to become financially independent and you're never going to have the freedom to build your own legacy. Like those are two important things that we should have and earning it and showing people that you're worthy of it is important. If it's just given to you, people get resentful and they think you didn't earn it. And even when you do earn it, people think it was given to you and you were lucky. So you have to be okay with you that you earned it and the confidence from you to make the decisions through going through the experience of earning it is how you lead a company or how you lead a generation or how you lead a community. You know, it's important that you earn it because we've seen when monarchs in passing down, while people may have respected the throne, did they actually want to respect leaders that didn't earn it? You know, so in a family business, um, you better make sure the leaders that you're passing down earn it. But you know, as much as I do, that you rarely see a second or a third generation um, continue on in companies. Um, even a fourth, just because by the time wealth accumulates and the businesses become successful, there's so much privilege in the children of the next generation that it's very hard to, um, for them to earn it anymore. And one, they don't get the respect and two, they don't want to put in the work to earn it. And so therefore the companies go to the wayside, the vision of the companies in the first place goes to somewhere else. It's sold to a corporation or to the public. Um, or closed, but the whole mission and goal and the changes and jobs it created go to the wayside. And it's sad because um, even though we don't like it, the Europeans pass down things or other places around the world, what other places around the world get to do in their businesses and stuff and their children by having close networks is they get to compound those legacies, not only in their families from generation to generation but they also compound them interestingly in their families and really good families that often go out and branch out and do their missions eventually figure out coming back together and building more family purpose and compounding their generations and their businesses for each other even brothers and sisters so on and so forth but those families are few and far between but i think if you look on a global scale um you'll see that um, 
the entrepreneurs or the leaders that you want to be are the ones that have strong family units and strong friends and, and things like that. So, you know, it doesn't matter what the family unit looks like or how it was put together or what kind of parts or divorces or whatever, it matters what that family unit does moving forward. And how you lead your family units, how you're going to lead your team members, and they should be one and the same leadership. And I get it. Your family members not going to want an inspiration speech that you give your team members at work, but the same principles apply. So how do you do it? If you want your employees to have victory and, and financial success and do well um, at their jobs and you want to do well as a result of it, you should want the same for your family or family name or whatever. And I know it's cliche in America because we're like, oh, you know, hereditary passed down in Texas and we ran from that stuff. Well, it's not necessarily true. What we ran from is, is their ability to overpower us because of the land and could land be passed down in taxation yeah we see it now we taxate we tax uh, next generation level income so people lose farms at this point or lose houses so it's very hard for generational wealth to compound from generation to generation in the united states and while we wish it would just pass down like in other countries the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter if the next generation isn't earning it in that business will survive and that business will profit and the taxes paid on the hereditary costs won't matter if the next generation is earning it. So um, that was a lot of information there, Elena. Sorry about that. I think that was all awesome and definitely answers, you know, what people may be wondering or thinking with this question today. So I think we covered this topic uh, very well. Is there anything else to close us out that you wanted to, to share? No, I just, I, I think we really, if someone worked for you or you were out there looking for a leader, how would they earn it really? Because that's the other question I just want to leave this with is we vote for people. We elect people. We do a lot of things and we don't know if they've actually earned those positions or not. Maybe they've been a politician for a long time, but have they earned it? You know, and I'm not, that goes both sides. I mean, it's both sides, both parties in the United States, politicians all over the world, same thing. Did they really earn it? And I'm not saying you should have political experience to be a politician. That's not what I'm saying. But what is it that they've done to earn those positions or to earn your vote? We don't ask the question. We often just blanketly vote and do whatever we think they agree with some borderline principle. But what is it that they've earned? What they've done to earn it and how have they earned our respect to be our leader that we vote for them? Mm. So. Definitely. That's, that's something to think about and something that we can leave our listeners with today to, to kind of think about and go back and listen to a lot of the content from this episode. It's really there to challenge you and to make you think. And we hope that every episode leaves you feeling that way. Like you took some tangible information away, but you also have a lot to, to think about and implement um, within your own business or your personal life, whatever it may be. So we appreciate you guys listening to us. Please don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can also download our episodes on whatever streaming service you prefer to use. And we will talk with you next time. Thanks. Thank guys. you.